and welcome to episode 12 of Film Music Nerds. I'm your host, Teresa Newman, and you're entering into the third installment of Halloween 2020. Uh, and we are doing one episode every day of the month. And today we're going to be talking about Stephen King's The Mist. If you didn't get to check out our first two episodes, uh, go check them out on the feed after you finish listening to this one. Uh, we've already covered the John Carpenter adaptation of The Thing and also an uh, interview with the vampire. So both really fun uh, movies to start your month of October. And if you are new to the show, um, again, I was mentioning in our last two episodes that this is a shorter format than usual. But in order to get in as many films as we can this month, uh, I'm shortening that format. And you are able to also view along with me. I'll be viewing the movies myself the day before recording the episode and then um, giving that content along to you guys. So what I would suggest is listen to the episode first and then go and watch the movie after so that you can have all of those different musical aspects that we've talked about kind of in mind as you view the movie. And um, I think it just makes it a a little more well-rounded of an experience. So anyway, I'm excited to have you along for this one today. We're going to get right into it. So Stephen King's The Mist, released in 2007, was composed by Mark Isham and directed by Frank Darabont. Let me give you a quick summary of the film. A freak storm unleashes a species of bloodthirsty creatures on a small town where a small band of citizens hole up in a supermarket and fight for their lives. This is a classic monster movie. I think a little more underplayed than some of Stephen King's other monster uh, novels and uh, movie adaptations, but it seems to be a favorite among Stephen King fans, but also among non-Stephen King fans, so I was really excited to re-watch this one last night. Um, Mark Isham is best known for a... Pro He's got a very prolific uh, catalog and a very varied career in film scoring, and he's composed um, for movies such as Made in America, The Accountant, the Black Dahlia and so many other things. So he doesn't just deal in horror or, or suspense, um, but he also does a lot of work in comedy and um, and drama. So I think his sounds kind of meld together very in, in, in a very interesting way, we can say. His score for The Mist is notable not just for its style and themes, but for the very judicious way that he decides to use underscoring and sound um, or actually the distinct lack thereof in most of the movie. Uh, the bulk of the action takes place inside of the town grocery. And it's important to note, notice that not a stitch of music is introduced until about the 15 minute and 40 second mark. Um, even the title sequence is devoid of music, save the little thunder and lightning sounds um, of the the storm rolling in and this little bit of diegetic jazz music coming through the main character, Thomas Jane's office radio uh, in the opening credits. In fact, as you make your way through the movie, you'll begin to notice that Isham has stuck to a strict rule of never using any sound or, un or underscoring at all unless 
two things are occurring. So the first thing is that there is either a monster in the shot causing mayhem or about to attack, or uh, two, someone is about to enter into the mist itself or actively walking outside through the mist. Although this may seem like a common practice for most horror film scores, I and mean, we do get some kind of theme or something um, musically whenever the antagonist or the monster comes into play. But Isham holds so sternly to this rule in The Mist that it almost it's almost impossible not to notice the lack of music through the majority of the film until about midway towards the or towards the end of Act Two, when the presence of the monsters on screen increases like by a lot. Um, all of the interpersonal communication between characters and all the action happening, all the dialogue happening inside of the actual store doesn't get any sound, doesn't get any underscoring. The 15 minute and 40 second mark is the first time you actually hear any scoring at all, like I said before. And this is a moment between the one of the characters and the rest of the group in the store she really wants to leave into the mist and they're like, please don't, please don't. It's like a death wish. And she's like, I have to get home to my kids. And it's not until she opens the door to walk outside into the mist that you start hearing um, just this very like drony string sound. So I found that really interesting. The film leans on very thinly veiled themes of toxic masculinity, sin and consequence, but most importantly, religious extremism because of the religious undercurrent of the plot and the main characters Isham I believe relies heavily on musical themes that would reflect not only Christian sacred musical themes and settings, but also a more broad spiritual sonic setting. So, for instance, one can say the mist itself is a character and is therefore assigned a different setting and musical style than the actual monsters coming from the mist. Um, And I think he draws a very distinct difference between what sounds he uses for both. Revisiting the idea of um, broadly spiritual sonic settings, the mist is represented, the mist itself um, is represented by sounds that could be interpreted as um, like meditative music. Um, if if anyone out there is into stuff like binaural beats um, or meditative drones, um, this kind of sound, I think, whether it have been intentional or not, that is, if you don't have any experience listening to binaural music or meditative drone, um, a lot of times it is specifically song that is set to a specific hertz in hopes in hopes in quotation marks in hopes that regulating mood and mindset would take place by listening to this music so it's almost like one could interpret these sounds as similar to like monk chant or drone as well um again i don't know if this was intentional because really this movie does rely heavily on um, more specifically a Christian fundamentalism. Um, and if you, you know, once you see the movie, you'll understand what I mean by that. So I'm not really sure where the meditative music comes into play, but I do know that it, because it's connected to the mist entity itself, it may 
have something to do with some kind of hypnotic tendency that that mist may have on not just the characters in the movie, but maybe the audience itself. This, in combination with light rhythmic fragments over top, creates a really mysterious, reflective mood that almost hypnotizes, like I mentioned before, the audience along with the townspeople trapped inside the grocery. In contrast, the monsters get a quite different musical treatment while on screen. In particular, the bug attack scene (laughs) uses very large, frantic, requiem type choral settings that I think reflect the super wild rantings of the religious zealot character played by Marsha Gay Harden. Um, Brilliantly, by the way, she's so underrated. I love her. But it is. It's as if to signal that it's in fact the apocalypse. That uh, choral... sacred setting only comes in when you're here when you see monsters only and never really comes up in any other point in time although understated this score is much like Ringo Starr's drum fills not fancy but just enough and in all the right places Uh, Isham delivers a soundtrack that works especially well in the attack scenes and could not have worked had he tried to shoehorn in a constant background uh, music noise The Mist is a solid Stephen King adaptation with pretty solid musical contrast and I'll give it a 6 0.5 out of 10. That's the review. (laughs) 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in today. We're going to be doing another one tomorrow as we continue our one movie a day horror film score screening and analysis talk. Find Film Music Nerds on Apple Music Podcasts and SoundCloud and subscribe to the show so you can keep up with all the latest content posted. Happy spooky movie screenings and catch you next time. Bye. Bye.